welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. Before we begin this week's episode, I wanted to share with you all that this episode will be my last. I am wrapping up my time at Builder Funnel, and boy, has it been an enjoyable ride. I will always appreciate and cherish the time I got to spend at Builder Funnel, and I am very, very sad to leave. Builder Funnel has been very good to me, but change is always good in some capacity. So I'm not sure what form the construction cut will take after I leave, but it is in good hands. I know that. So I wanted to thank you all for tuning in each week. It's been fun getting to do this show and read the news to you each week. So with that being said, for the last time, This week, we are covering construction industry employment, the effect a Biden presidency will have or will not have on the industry, and what a COVID vaccine might mean for the housing market and those lower than ever mortgage rates. All right, it is Monday, November 16th. Let's dive in. Well, when it comes to jobs and employment and COVID, not all states are equal. The construction industry as a whole added 84,000 new jobs in October. Those 84,000 new jobs bring the total number of jobs back to around 73% of the total number of jobs lost during the spring and summer of this year. So while the outlook is not as bleak as it was a few months ago, we still quite aren't where we need to be, to be at those pre-pandemic levels. Anirman Basu of the ABC said, quote, It's hard not to stand up and applaud the U.S. economy's ability to recover. Despite political uncertainty, a lingering pandemic, global tumult, and a lack of major new stimulus since April, America's economy continues to show forward momentum. Non-residential construction's momentum is especially impressive, despite tighter lending conditions, negatively impacted state and local government financing, and deteriorating commercial real estate fundamentals. Non-residential construction experienced job creation in each of its three major segments. And while October's employment report surprised to the upside, contractors should remain on guard, he said. Cash management will be particularly important going forward. Another recession, after all, is possible, as COVID-19 rages across the nation, driving up hospitalizations. While household spending will continue to be a source of positive momentum, state-mandated economic lockdowns are likely to become more of a factor during the weeks ahead. That would result in an interruption to the robust recovery that has been building since May and would delay the arrival of non-residential construction's complete recovery. So we know that another recession is possible, especially as the virus surges in various parts of the country. As such, The construction employment numbers are varying widely by region and even by state. The state with the biggest year-over-year drop in construction employment is the state of Vermont, which has lost 27% of its construction workforce this year alone. Other states with double-digit decreases include Iowa with 18%, Massachusetts with 11.8%, and New York with a 10% decrease. There are states, however, on the other side of the coin, who have not only held their construction employment numbers, but actually increased them in 2020. States like South Dakota, even though they're currently being ravaged by COVID-19, 
they managed to increase their employment numbers by 10.8%. Utah also increased their numbers with 6%, and Missouri with a 3.9% increase. Nirman take, he said, quote, State-manded economic lockdowns are likely to become more of a factor during the weeks ahead. That would result in an interruption to the robust recovery that's been building since May. And again, he said, that would derail the arrival of non-residential construction's complete recovery. The more time I spend in the marketing business, the more I realize that marketing isn't just about your website, signage, social media, and print collateral. Marketing really sits across every part of your business. It starts with your brand, your signs, your website, but it continues on through the sales process. How you present yourself and your company on a sales call incorporates marketing. And just as importantly, how you deliver your service to your client is marketing. The feelings that they have in the middle and the end of the project are big factors in determining whether they will spread the word about you. At the end of the day, marketing across the entire customer lifecycle is really tough. That's why I love what BuildBook is up to. They've been working hard to bridge those gaps and solve those problems. Their new tools start on the marketing side, continue into the sales conversation, and finish with the project. Get these three elements working together and your business will be humming along. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. If you're aiming for the trifecta of the construction business, head on over to buildbook.co to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, well, speaking of lockdowns and recovery and trying to move on from the year that is 2020, nearly four days after the general election on November 3rd, former Vice President Joe Biden was declared the next president of the United States. But I don't have to tell you that. What's interesting here, though, is that with all presidential administration turnovers, people want to know what's going to happen to this industry or that industry, and what's going to happen with this problem or this mandate or this law. There's a million different things that go into this. And the construction industry is truly no different. So what can contractors expect with President-elect Biden? Jimmy Christiansen, the VP of Government Relations at the AGC, said Biden's $2 trillion jobs plan is actually quite favorable to construction, as creating millions of jobs would be. He said, quote, He's looking for a multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bill that includes a broad definition of infrastructure, whether it's surface transportation, aviation, waterfront, army corps, civil works, flood control mitigation projects, clean drinking water, renewable energy, K-12 public school construction, or broadband. There's a lot in there, end quote. And Christiansen is right. There is a lot in there. But some are concerned with the issues that are attached to a Biden presidency. And by issues, I mean things like stronger unions and immigration laws. Biden has mentioned on the campaign trail that he intends to strengthen worker organizing, collective bargaining, and unions. And while workers' right to unionize or to not unionize will probably depend on whether Republicans or Democrats control the House and the Senate, and that we probably won't know in for another couple of weeks, right? But another interesting positive development that could come from a Biden presidency is the idea that the administration would likely make it easier for workers who are not U.S. citizens to work, legally work, 
in the U.S. This could, one would assume, help the long-lasting labor shortage that continues to plague the construction industry. Christiansen weighed in on the issue, saying, quote, There are over 100,000 workers in the construction industry that are either in the DACA program, that's the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or the TPS program, that is the Temporary Protected Status Program. And under President Trump, we would expect for those programs to be dismantled. Under President Biden, however, that wouldn't be the case, and those programs would probably be enacted, either into statute or some sort of immigration package. End quote. We will definitely have to wait and see what happens here in the next few weeks and in the next few months and in the next few years to come with the Biden administration. Well, with home buying showing just absolutely no signs of slowing down, experts are curious about how a vaccine could potentially put a stop to the red-hot housing market. As we reported on last week, the Fed has resolved to keep interest rates low in 2021, fueling thousands of home purchases each month. Last week, with the announcement of a potential COVID-19 vaccine that saw a 90% efficacy rate, some are wondering if Americans will continue to buy homes as fast as they have been so far this year. Some are expecting that as soon as life returns to normal and people start pumping more and more money back into the economy, the economic outlook will improve. And then such an improved outlook will be reflected in the treasury in the form of higher yields and bonds that I don't really know much about. But regardless, the higher the trust in the economy, the higher the yields, and therefore mortgage rates will rise, which will in turn cause changes to the market. And regardless of the recent news promising a vaccine, the mortgage industry continues to remain optimistic about refinancing, mostly because well, most of the sheer amount of home improvements Americans have made to their homes this year. People remodeled and revamped their homes to work from home and also remodeled their home for creature comforts. And experts in the industry are confident that refinancing will be key in the years to come. And experts are also saying that a vaccine will also help shake loose some of the long-standing problems that have plagued the housing market, namely the amount of inventory. Selma Help, a deputy chief economist at CoreLogic, told MarketWatch that one of the biggest roadblocks for would-be homeowners is simply the lack of available homes available to buy. She said, quote, Some home sellers that would have sold in a normal market decided just to hunker down because of COVID. A vaccine could coax these sellers out of the woodwork. And experts argued that because they might feel safer, they might start hosting open houses and even meeting to sign a contract if they've received the vaccine, end quote. All right, everyone. Well, that is the final episode, my final episode of The Construction Cut. It has been so great to read you the news this week and hang out with you in the car on your way to the job site, wherever you might be. Again, a big thank you to Spencer Powell for everything he's done for me over the years. It's been a true honor working with him. Thank you to BoldBook, of course, for sponsoring the show this year. And thank you to the team at Builder Funnel for everything. And we'll miss you all. All right, guys. See you later. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.